All right, you got your camera? You got a bag? You ready to go? Jump on in. We're heading down the road. My name's April, and I'm an award-winning landscape photographer and tour guide. I've been leading small group photo tours for over 20 years. For photographers, non-photographers, and anyone else that just likes to go for a great trip. So welcome to my podcast, Eyes for the Road. All right, so here we are, and I want to start our first podcast, so thanks everyone for tuning in. And I'm going to start with one of my favorite places, probably one of yours. If you haven't been there, you've got to go in your lifetime. San Francisco. And February in San Francisco, you might not think of, but I love it in San Francisco. It's raining. It's got that chill in the air, and there's so much opportunity for photography. So if you're stuck in the Midwest, get on a plane and get out to San Francisco. And when you get to San Francisco, there's always the choice of where to stay. So I'll kind of start there briefly. Um, you can stay in Union Square, very touristy. You'll be in the thick of things. You've got shops. You've got your Macy's. You've got your big department stores. You've got the hop-on, hop-off buses right outside your front door. You could, you know, you're in walking distance between everything. Or I prefer the financial district, actually. You're kind of on the little bit of the edge of things. You're still in walking distance. It's a little cleaner. I was just in San Francisco, in fact, a couple weeks ago, and I saw a huge difference. Union Square is very busy, which if you've not been to a city, that has its perks, Versus, again, the financial district, you can still get to that busyness, but at night it's quiet. Interestingly enough, too, I didn't see a lot of people. I'm just going to say it. They're street people. You know, there's people now that they live on the street and some people aren't comfortable with seeing guys sitting in a doorway, women too, you know, drunk, asking for money. And I did not see that in the financial district. I was walking in the financial district at night. It's quiet. There's a lot of great high-end restaurants, but you're also within a few blocks of the Embarcadero, which they've put in a really great, um, in the ferry building, they've refurbished it, and you've got a selection of restaurants that are very affordable, very up-and-coming, healthy choices, order at the counter, you can sit down, pick and choose, and you also have your high-end restaurants within walking distance. So for me, This time, I chose the financial district. And you've got other choices in uh, San Francisco as well. But I'm not going to go into any more than that this episode. We may do more on another episode of details. But I just wanted to briefly touch on that. And now I'm going to get into the 10 places that I think are you've got to hit when you go to San Francisco. And I'm going to pare this down today just into a four-day weekend. You know, a lot of times we think we have to take a week off. We just don't have the time to devote to all going to all the places we want to. But this is why February's prime. Most of us that are working, we get that President's Day holiday, if we're lucky, if we're working in a school district, you know, government job, that type of thing. So make use of your three-day weekends, tack on one extra day, and heck, now you've got a perfect four-day weekend. Book a late-night flight, get into San Francisco, for me, um, I'm fortunate enough I live in L.A., so I it, yes, it took me a day to drive up there and a day basically to drive back, which I would have done that had I flown as well. And San Francisco, the airport, in February, you are going to have delays. You're going to have 
fog, rain, those may be delays. So you may have to factor that in. I've really gotten into night photography, and I'm going to go into night photography more extensively in another episode. So please come back and check out my podcast for future episodes on that. And also, and here's my plug, um, on my fall photo trips and any of my other excursions that I lead on, I've really started to add in the option of going out at night and photographing. There, This is just, these are some unique opportunities. We're all used to seeing beautiful postcard images of daytime, of the city, of the cable cars, Fisherman's Wharf, all iconic locations. And no, these are not to be missed, in my opinion, if you want to capture the essence of what is San Francisco. No other city in the world has these cable cars. So that is iconic. That is San Francisco. Um, but the night images, incredible. And again, it, it people are drawn to them because, again, it's something unique. It's something different. So you've got, you know, not only for yourself to take home something beautiful to hang on your own wall, but just to share those images, put them on Instagram or you know, you can sell them. And that, again, that's something in a future episode, I'll talk about how you can make some money selling your images, but we'll go into that another night. Okay, back to arriving in San Francisco. Like I said, most of us is going to take part of a day getting there. So after you land, after you get to your hotel, check in, drop your bags off, it's a great time to go explore and get your camera out get some gear, put your walking shoes on. And like for me, like I said, I stayed in the financial district. It was just a few blocks to walk down to the Embarcadero and you have beautiful views of the Bay Bridge. And again, you get comfortable then. You have a moment to, you know, check with the hotel if you're not sure of the area, you know, is it, how do you feel about walking around here at night? And again, I always go with a little bit less equipment is more and also the buddy system. I always believe in taking a buddy with you. Even if that person is a non-photographer, they'll be just enthralled by seeing the view. You know, heck, you're in San Francisco and it's gorgeous, especially at night. The clouds start to clear. You know, don't assume, don't go by the weather forecast because things can change. And when those clouds break open, and again, your camera is now seeing more than we can with our bare naked eyes. And that to me is just so exciting. There's nothing that beats that. You stand there and then take the image and you have that instant gratification of looking at it on the back of your camera, even the cell phones. I've been amazed at just holding up your cell phone, holding it real steady and snap it. And you'll see, wow, look at all those colors. Look at all those layers in the clouds. Okay, so I'm getting distracted again. I get so excited about seeing these things. So take a walk, you know, walk along the Embarcadero, check out, see what you see. Chinatown's lit up at night. You've got a city, you've got all kinds of compositions. If you turn around, now the water's behind you and you look up at all the tall skyscrapers, you've got patterns in those lighted windows. In those windows, some people have left the lights on, got different squares, different and you can zoom in on that with a longer lens, if you brought a longer lens. Now, if you didn't, your cell phone, again, a lot of these cell phones, you stretch the screen, you zoom in, they, they're getting better and better and better. So then grab something to eat, you know, don't wear yourself out too much. The other option, and this is another good option, is hire someone that knows the city. You know, you've got a lot of companies, a lot of options, maybe 
two or three of you can go in and get a guide and let them do the driving, drive you around, see the Golden Gate at night. The Palace of Fine Arts is beautiful. It's got a reflecting pool. You get a golden glow of the building reflected into the pond. And by the way, I will post detailed notes in the liner notes with the podcast of all of these locations, times I went there, times I recommend, um, imp- you know, important information that you can then take and use with for you. But moving on, besides the Palace of Fine Arts, um, check out the Fisherman's Wharf. The Ghirardelli chocolate sign is lit up at night. You've got a bunch of old boats that are really interesting. Again, um, you can balance your uh, camera. There's some posts there. Hold it steady. You know, do a timed exposure. A lot of the cameras have a little timer feature on. And again, we'll get into some of these details in the notes or in a future episode on more about night photography. I'm kind of just hitting some of the highlights. Another great thing to do at night is take the cable cars. During the day, the cable cars are crowded. You're probably going to have to stand in line. And it's so unique to see ride the cable car at night. And not even not even pull out the camera, maybe. Um, I've had no problem getting on the cable car at night. There's plenty of places to get on it for whatever reason. I don't know why people don't ride the cable car at night. Because if you take the Hyde Street line, I think it's the California and Hyde Street line, and I'll put the exact line again in the notes, um, it goes up and over the hill and it'll stop. The cable car pauses at the top of one of the hills and you get a beautiful view out over the city of both the Bay Bridge and to your uh, to the left would be the Golden Gate Bridge. And you see Coit Tower lit up. You see a lot of the landmarks and you're just riding. A lot of times the the drivers of the cable car are more than willing at the end of the line to take photos. Um, it's just an incredible experience. And if, again, at the end of the Hyde Street line, you've got the Buena Vista Cafe. And heck, the Buena Vista is known for its Irish coffees. So grab the Irish coffee first if you want and then jump on the cable car. Most nights, I believe the cable cars run until about 10 o'clock at night. And again, you can always double check with where you're staying if you're staying at a hotel or look that up um, just to double check. But 10 p.m., if I recall, is as late the cable cars run. And like I said, for whatever reason, most of the time I've been on them, maybe five, 10 people max. You're not going to be jostling for a seat. You can sit on the edge and, you know, try to take some photos just for the fun of it if you want, or just enjoy the view. You get some incredible views at night in San Francisco, and you're not all crammed in to on the cable car like a sardine worried that you're going to fall off at the next place. So cable cars at night, the Embarcadero um, to see both the views of the Bay Bridge, which uh, the lights on the Bay Bridge um, have patterns and those patterns change and repeat. Then get over to the Golden Gate Bridge at night. They have a parking lot area. If the gate is closed, you can still kind of get to the edge near Fort Point. Maybe if you have access Grab the the hop on, hop off bus also runs at night. Ticket prices on that vary. I would go to the website. I noticed when I was in San Francisco, a couple people for the hop on, hop off bus kind of quoted me like, uh, I believe it was like 50 to $60, which seemed incredibly high. And when I came home, I'm like, I, I thought, you know what? That's not right. I've looked that up before. It's more around $20, $30. And sure enough, if you buy your ticket ahead of time or maybe check with the Again, the hotel, they may be able to secure some tickets that are more reasonably priced. But again, a great idea 
If it's not too cold or you're dressed appropriately, get on the hop on hop off bus and just ride around on the city just so you can get the lay of the land, kind of see the landmarks at night. And then on your second or third night, pick the things that you maybe want to go back to and really spend time photographing. So that's what I would do. That's my suggestions for the first night. Then make plans to set your alarm and get up early. I mean, any city is much more beautiful first thing in the morning, the sunrise. And as new photographers or those of us that have been photographing for a long time, it's such a great time of day. And again, don't trust your weather forecast. I, Time and time again, I've gone to bed and it says, it's going to rain all day tomorrow. And time and time again, and I've been, like I said, I've been leading tours and taking people with me. People are like, oh, but it's going to rain tomorrow. And I just kind of look at them and I'm like, well, I'm getting up. If you want to join me, get up. We're going to meet. We're going to go out. And it's funny. Sometimes, you know, people need their sleep. And I understand that. You're traveling. You're tired. But for those that have gotten up with me, I would say 9.9 times out of 10, we've been rewarded with beautiful skies. So I would suggest setting your alarm, check the sunrise time, and get up, you know, so that you're out before the sunrise. Because you need to be set up or have chosen your location so you see the sky starts to lighten up. And it happens so quickly. So on this particular trip that I just returned from, from San Francisco, I decided to, again, the Golden Gate Bridge is iconic San Francisco. So that's where I chose to be when the sun was going to rise. So I had a driver. Again, I don't like to drive in San Francisco or big cities I would park the car when I get there and and leave the driving to somewhere else. You've got Uber, you've got cabs, you've got a lot of options now to get a ride to where you need to get rather inexpensively. And then you're not having to worry about parking. You're not having to worry about plugging a meter. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to enjoy your time. So be prepared. Have your camera ready. Have a jacket if you think it might rain with a preferably with a hood, I think works best, and a tripod. Because at the location I went to at Golden Gate Bridge, there's not a lot of solid poles. So even a small travel tripod is important in these early morning hours. And if you really want some stellar night photos, it is good to pack a small tripod. And we'll get into some of these particulars on choosing a tripod, best tripods, in a later podcast. And I may include some notes on equipment that I used on this particular trip. Okay, so I got up at 6 a.m., I believe, um, for February, but double check the times. And I would hit again the highlights. I wanted to see the Golden Gate Bridge in the morning. I wanted to drive through or stop or walk. Walking's great at this hour, not a lot of people out. Hate Ashbury can get crowded. There's some wonderful windows, mannequins, street art. If it's clear, head up to Twin Peaks. You get a beautiful view of the city. Cliff House, you'll see the ocean. You'll see the iconic Cliff House. There's a restaurant there. Not sure if they serve breakfast, but again, a beautiful view. Golden Gate Park has windmills. And this particular time in February, they were doing an incredible tulip display in Fisherman's Wharf. So some great things to stop and take pictures of. Make your morning work for you. Think about what you want to see. 
where you don't want a lot of people, where you maybe don't want a lot of people in your pictures. And then again, you've got options. You can head north to Point Reyes if it's a beautiful day, if you want to take time to include that. If this is your first time to San Francisco, I would focus on the city. I would spend my time in the city. There's so much there. You've got Chinatown with its uh, food stops. You've got people. You can do people photography. If you want to spend time in museums, you've got the De Young Museum. You've got Coit Tower. You've got Fisherman's Wharf again. You've got Union Square. You've got San Francisco. So to go back to my 10 places I would put Golden Gate at the top of the list, and I would photograph Golden Gate at night. I would photograph Golden Gate at sunrise, middle of the day. Golden Gate is San Francisco. Try to get to the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge, whether you walk it, which you can walk it. You could rent a bicycle. You could have someone drive you. You could take the hop-on, hop-off bus. It goes across to Sausalito. Photograph it from both sides. There is a little marina that is actually public. And there's some beautiful places to photograph with kind of rocks in the foreground there of the Golden Gate Bridge. Fort Point is a historical fort underneath the bridge. That's where the parking lot is with the gate with the big chain links. And you'll watch the waves kind of break over the edge there. Another beautiful spot. Baker Beach is a great place to photograph the Golden Gate Bridge. Number two for me was the Bay Bridge. Beautiful bridge. They've lit it up now. The patterns of the light, long exposures at night, you'll get a glassy look to the water and the play of the lights from the back of Fisherman's Wharf, from along the Embarcadero. You can photograph that from Treasure Island. If I was going to Treasure Island, I do recommend having someone take you. I had an ex-cop tell me that he would recommend having someone with you. I guess it can be a little shady, let's say, over on uh, Treasure Island. Number three for me is Fisherman's Wharf. I like the historic part of Fisherman's Wharf. They have made Pier 39, the place where you get the sea lions making all the noise, That's fabulous, but there's also a lot of, we'll say corporate, you know, your chain restaurants on Pier 39. Go keep walking till you get to the older part of Fisherman's Wharf with the older signs. You've got the uh, people making the, the soup, the famous chowder with the bread bowls right there. You can see the women chopping up the, the clams and crabs and things. It's that's that's to me those are good images and you've got some old boats and again at night good good photos um number four for me union square um people buildings union square alamo square and this is where the painted ladies are it's the famous square scene that you've seen time and time again in many movies so um they are working on the park there check notes on that i found some good notes on TripAdvisor as to far as to when right now there's a chain link fence up so that was a difficult shot and there are many other victorians in the city so asking around you may get another stretch of victorians that you like just as well as the famous iconic painted ladies shot and that's on steiner street lombard the crookedest street so now we're down to number six i believe 
Number seven, Palace of Fine Arts. Beautiful to me. I find it, I find the night photography there because of the golden glow on the water more interesting. It does have a pink tinge to the building. I see a lot of wedding photographers there during the day. You do want a blue sky there. If it's overcast, once the lights go off about 8 o'clock in the morning, then you've kind of lost it. It's kind of gotten flat for me. Not a good shot. You know, light-colored building, white sky, not so interesting. Want a blue sky there if you go there during the day. Hyde Street, that's my favorite street that I mentioned about the cable cars. Again, if you're at the end of Hyde Street, there is the turnaround, and the cable cars park there, so you can get a nice shot of a cable car with the Hyde Street sign, the Buena Vista Cafe where they have served the Irish coffees. That's a nice, iconic postcard shot. You can go there during the day. During the day, you're going to get a large line of people there. You'll have more cars at night, you'll have more fun maybe playing with long exposures, getting the red streak of cars coming through your shot, maybe standing on the track looking up at the cable car. Good shots there on Hyde Street. Um, I like that a lot. Chinatown, um, I think we're about down to number 10, but Chinatown to me there in San Francisco, want to have a small point and shoot, want to do some street photography, want to grab and go. Lots of activity, lots of people, lots of herb shops, unusual roots, vegetables, signs, the old buildings. It's still all there in Chinatown. They haven't gentrified that yet. The gate, the Chinatown gate is interesting, and that's on Grant Street. Clarion Alley, which I mentioned earlier, is the um, street art. And it's got a big uh, website, too. And I guess they change the murals quite frequently. You've got murals on both sides. This is an, a location, too, where you may want to get there. In February, I was there, say, about 9 a.m. So you get the light on the murals, not a lot of people standing in front of your images. But if you come a little bit later, the artists are out with their chalks, their paints, and these can provide some interesting opportunities. You can talk to the artists, maybe include them in your photograph. Really interesting stuff there. Hate Ashbury, for those are that are into maybe kind of the 60s culture that started there in Hate Ashbury, you can see Janis Joplin's house. A couple of other famous musicians lived and recorded there on in Hate Ashbury. There is some murals. To me, easier to photograph again early in the morning before you've got a street full of people. Some great mannequins if you like mannequins. Mannequins that still have faces and hair. <laughs> and mannequins may be a topic for me at least. That's something I'm interested in in a future podcast. So there you have my pretty much my 10 to 12 top places I would photograph in San Francisco. And February, fabulous time to go. You're going to get change of weather rain, be prepared for cool temperatures, but also blue skies, white fluffy clouds, some incredible images. So thanks again for joining me and listening to my very first podcast. I'm really excited about this new venture. And please, I encourage you to email me any of your questions about photography, places you'd like to go, questions you have on equipment, anything pertaining to travel and photography. So my email address is April at aprilart.com 
And my website is fallphototrips.com. I've got some great trips coming up um, to photograph the wildflowers in California. So please hit me up if you're interested. I'll be going out with all the rains. It looks like we're going to have some incredible wildflowers. And we've got our Alaska trip, which will cover the northern lights and so much more. So please, thank you again for joining me. And this is April with Eyes on the Road. See you next time. Thanks. Thanks.